from the city that has always been the epicenter of music. The established, the current, and the risers of the true soul of Memphis. This is the Memphis Reverb. He's been on my newsfeed for a while, and uh, rightfully so. He's got a rant page, and we're going to talk about all of it. Rico, the acronym, and it is an acronym. He's on the show, and we're talking about that. We're talking about new music. We're talking about collabs. We're talking about life. Let's do this thing. Made in Memphis. This is the Memphis Reverb. He is Rico the acronym. And it, Rico. What's up? Uh, it really is an acronym. Yeah, Rico. R I C O. Yeah. Um, which, okay, I'm a music nerd. Okay. And so uh, Rico to me is, and, and I don't know if even you know this where I'm going with this, is a brand of saxophone read. You know what? I haven't seen that in forever because I haven't played saxophone since eighth grade. If Rico so, reads, damn. man. They're, they're, I forgot about that. Man, <laughs> that took me back to eighth grade when I was buying those reads. Anyway, uh, but Rico is an acronym. Ridiculously uh-huh. independent. Yep. Completely overconfident. Yes. Is it true, though? Um, I mean, it, how, how it was true? When I, it was when I made it up. Okay. It was when I made it up. I I, I keep on coming up with different definitions for it, but I also <laughs> f- keep forgetting to write them down. Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah. I got I got to I got to do that one day so I can I can sw- switch it around. What would be more now accurate? Uh, oh, that's a good word. <laughs> I put you uh, on the spot. Yeah, right there. Um, <laughs> I'd say still very independent, but more interdependent. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, some people have the idea of independence being like, I do everything by myself. Right. And I don't think that is, unless you have all the money to do it and right. all the know how to do it and all the time to sit there and learn how to do everything. It's not something that is feasible for the average artist. Well, and I, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I think more musicians now, even through pandemic and everything like that, we found that uh, working with somebody isn't mm-hmm. necessarily a crutch. No, not at all. But you get a different flavor, mm-hmm. if you will, of of whatever it is you're doing. Right. And I want to get into your collabs and stuff like that. Uh, but right now it's all about you. <laughs> all right. Uh, because I want to dwell on this overly com- confident kind of yeah. thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Because uh, y- you put out, you have a couple pages uh, on social media mm-hmm. and whatever. And I don't really like saying social media, but whatever it is. What it is. No, no, I like it. Um, <laughs> But you have Rico's Rants. Yeah. Yeah. I just started that. that. That's a really, really recent one. It's fun. Yeah. That's what I was going for. You know? Cause a, a buddy of mine was like, you, you have a tendency to kind of run off at the mouth <laughs> on your, <laughs> on your ask. stuff. And, and, and you, um, it kind of, he's like, you'll do that a little bit too much. Uh, and then it'll be like splashes of your music in between your rants. He's like, why don't you just make a rant page? And I was like, you're a fucking genius. Oh, that's a good idea. Is it more to protect the brand of your music or? Well, I don't think so because either it's not like I'm hiding that it's not me. You know, I'm still right. Rico the acronym on the page. It's just Rico's rants. Right. Over there. It's, it's, it's like any other um, uh, social media person, YouTube personality, mm-hmm. uh, whatever they call them, influencers, influencers. whatever. Yeah. It's, it's just like anybody else would do. And, you know, there's people that do worse things with social media. So True. I figured... You know, at least this will direct people. like, this is definitely what you're going to get over here yeah. versus over here. You might get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You and you know. don't, you don't shy away from anything. You know, I, I mean? don't like, have a reason to. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not getting paid not to. So do you feel, <laughs> do you feel like we as, 
because we're about the same age. Do you mm-hmm. feel like we have come into our own with social media? Because obviously we were there at the beginning. Mm-hmm. We've seen it grow into this whatever right. monster it is now. Yeah. Uh, and and but now we're kind of again taking control of it again, if you will. Well, yeah, it's it's with so- social media to me has always been one of those things that was one of those. Uh, necessary evils to a degree mm-hmm. you know a lot of people play it off as just something that's just like this evil thing that you should really just only use it for business and you know yada 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 which to a degree is true because yeah. it's it's a great business it's the business tool it's now. a great tool yeah yeah it's, it's the business tool now you just have to figure out certain ways of how to work with your facebook's or your twitter's or your instagram's and things of that nature mm-hmm. but at the same time so many world events have happened now because of <laughs> things being spread on social media from, right. from Arab spring all the way to January 6th. Like right. it's, 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 it's a heavy thing now. So, and I, and I think people our age are starting to realize it more mm-hmm. that it's not just a play thing. Like it was when we first saw it, like it was, yeah. it's not like when MySpace was here and it was just fun. <laughs> right. And you knew who was a racist and you just stayed off those pages. Do you miss MySpace a little bit? A little bit. A little it was bit. Like it was fun. All out there, you know, I it mean, was very fun. Like yeah. Facebook was always serious. Like the first time I saw Facebook, I think I was in like 11th or 12th grade. Well, you had to have a, a dot edu. Yeah. And see my, my homegirl had, you know, I don't know. Somehow, some way she was on Facebook. Right. And, um, and I saw it and I was like, this is boring. You know, it's just like it blue was. and white. And yeah. I only, am feeling, yeah. you know what I mean? You can like, only talk to your classmates. Yeah. It was real yeah. whack. And then all yeah. of a sudden, like it got more expansive and MySpace got kind of, you know, it got kind of whack. And then. Well, MySpace turned into Tumblr. Right. Oh, so that's what happened to it. I think so. Well, MySpace Music, uh, you know, Justin Timberlake tried to buy my, MySpace. I saw that. And turn it into a music page. Because it was like he had like Chance the Rapper on, on <laughs> one of the um, commercials. He had Riff Raff on one of the commercials yeah. who I opened for last year. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, he had a whole bunch of different like up and coming people. Yeah. It was so funny, though, because I was like, man, maybe he's going to bring it. Nope. Nope. It, nope. It, 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 it was Tumblr. I mean, you know, Tumblr kind of took a control of it and then... Uh, Boy, died. Uh, so, but now the new thing is TikTok. Yeah. And you're all over TikTok. Do you feel like it's- I ne- wish I was all over TikTok. Well, I'm on it. <laughs> you're on it. Uh, do you feel it's necessary, though, to being a musician, mm-hmm. being on TikTok? Absolutely. Because Absolutely. That's, I, all I hear on the industry side is, you know, hey, listen, we got to cater to TikTok. Yeah. you Because you, oh, um, the way the songs are being written nowadays um, are are- Pretty much, if you don't have a good 30 second, 15, 30, or a minute long stretch of your song that can be yeah. danced to or that can be put on, uh, to, that can be the background of some sort of video. Mm-hmm. Like, um, uh, I, uh, oh my God, I wish I could remember the name of the artist that did it, but it was. Um, if you've ever seen the movie Set It Off, mm-hmm. it's the last last scene when Cleo's about to get off the car, and right? She, and there's the 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 song playing in the back. Yeah, I, I don't know the name of the song. Yeah, but um, there's this guy from California named Long Beach Griffey that uses it in the background of his stuff. Like every time he's he's he needs to like look sad or something or something like bad, it's a, yeah. it just starts playing in the background as it ends. And most of his videos are like fifty seconds long. Yeah. So like you can see that how people are using literally like they're off time yeah. to just like, Oh, I'm going to make something funny real quick. Like my friend ping does it all the time with his, uh, not my MCU ones. 
<laughs> yeah, he, he he plays a he plays a racist that okay. talks about the MCU, and he's not my MCU. Yeah, so <laughs> very very good. Uh, so very hooky now. Yeah, does very, that go? Very. In, so now that goes into your thought process when writing has to right? Very much so. But at the uh, it's it's popular culture and pop music have always went hand in hand. Sure, you know it's it's one of those things where you know whatever's hot and. Uh, clothing is what you have to wear to yeah. look like the person that looks like they're about to be successful or next up or whatever you want to call it. Very, very rarely do you get people that get to completely be themselves and they have to be like overtly themselves like yeah. your Billie Eilish's or uh, your well, Andre 3000's. There, uh, even Billie Eilish, you know, yeah. stepping out and on the cover of Vogue and making splashes because she was quoted back when she was like, I don't know, nine saying mm-hmm. that she was never going to wear lingerie on a cover or, you know, yeah, any yeah. one of those. I, I really enjoyed that whole thing about her really taking her innocence as a child seriously. She was yeah. like, I'm not going to be a sex object. Yeah. Period. And of course, all people, you know, people go through changes and everything. Sure. But at, at, at the very least, she was like, I'm going to decide. But I think it was done in taste to yeah. where it's not. I'm, and I think she had a lot of control over that, too. Oh, I, I, so I too. don't really know her anything, but yeah. I, I have a good feeling that she had a lot of control over that. So she was like, when I'm ready to come out as a sexual being, I'm going to do it my way. Do you consider yourself a pop artist? No. What do you consider yourself no, as? I don't know and, yet. And here's the thing. I This is an ongoing theme. I mean, go back to listen to episode one all the way to, to you now. Uh, and I, I don't want to put you in a box mm-hmm. because so often, especially in the industry, you are forced to. Very much so. Very much so. And I... Like I tell a lot of people, until I'm being paid to say to say I'm something, I'm not because <laughs> you know it's, I, no one. I'm not tied to any contract to make pop records all the time. I can but make I whatever I want to. Even even those those artists are mm-hmm. sitting now going, but I want to do something else. Like okay, I brought him up, so I'll talk about him again. Right. Justin Timberlake, <laughs> yeah, you know, and he makes a country song. Yeah, even Taylor Swift to a point. Hell, he's from Tennessee, right? And I think we mm-hmm. as in Memphians, yeah have that ability. Absolutely. We are chameleons when it comes to music. Especially with how they're using all our stuff nowadays. Like they're using <laughs> all of our music, whether it be the old or the new. Yeah. You know, you, you don't know who's going to be sampling Memphis next. So we have that. We're a little bit luckier in that sense to where we can kind of do whatever. Yeah. But of course, you know, the industry, the industry starting to, it, it's looking like it's starting to change to where people are a little bit able to do more mm-hmm. as artists instead of having to like feature with other artists to make it like this. It, it's not like the classic walk this way collabs anymore. You know right, what I mean? Right. It's, it's, it's real like, okay. And a genuine. Yeah. It's very yeah. genuine. Like, um, Doja Cat. Mm-hmm. When she um she did I think it was like a British pop award or something, and she um did like a metal version of her song. She was like, "I'm so tired of of performing this song. I hate this song." Yeah. And so somehow she made it fun for herself and did like a metal version of it and murdered it. By the way. Yeah, I want I, I put a pin in that because yeah. I I, I want to get back to the pop side because mm-hmm. this to me is very poppy. Okay. But not uh and and I'm I'm getting with appreciate you mm. um and 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 here it is if you haven't heard it just a clip just a taste. Just to tease, just to see how it feels. <laughs> kind of thing. It's so right in about a hundred million ways. I'm ready to risk it all just for you. Just let me know it's cool. I continue pursuing. Let me appreciate you every little line, every, every line. Let me appreciate. 
on that because uh yeah. it's it's very uh you know um modulated it's very you okay know. so let me tell you the story of this song yeah. first of all so um ryan peel who is an awesome artist in his own right um you collab a lot with ryan yes yes me and ryan are really good and ryan friends. and i by, by the way go way back oh yeah so you already know what's up with ryan yeah then. so yeah ryan's an awesome artist and we were just we we've been doing a lot of songwriting for the last couple of years just random stuff mm-hmm. um nothing off the table with ryan yeah nothing off the table and, and i'm the same way so we right. work really well together and so um i i decided i, I was gonna do um the just a couple of songs like that and we had written some stuff before that i think we we had given to other people mm-hmm. and we did this one and he was like i want I want you to do this one. He's like, yeah. I want you to sing on this motherfucker. I want you to sing. <laughs> and, and another friend of mine, Gerald Morgan, I don't know if you know him or not. He had been telling me, he's like, I've heard you sing before. I know you can do it. You need to stop bullshitting. <laughs> and I was like, all right. So Only two very talented out. people tell you that you've got to do something. You should yeah. probably do it. And so I was like, screw it. And, you know, uh, it's, it's obviously you have a musical background, so you can carry yeah. a tune. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I mean, I, I would argue that musicians like true musicians mm-hmm. uh, who can hear, who have an ear can sing some, some Most. I don't know. Most. I, 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 I want to say, yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> but, but I can't say any, I, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head that can't, cause I do know a lot of musicians that can't sing. Right. So I can't really. I think, yeah. I think that is truer than the people who can't. I, I, at least have an ear. Yeah, they they have an ear for the tune at least. Yeah, or at the very least, they'll know they can't sing. Right, and they'll be like, "That's why I play such and such." <laughs> <laughs> Normally, those are the drummers, but right, we won't go into that. <laughs> no, no, some of the best singers I know are drummers. Ryan, honestly, there you go, Ryan. <laughs> we, you know, always you we'll know. get him in on the show. I, I promise. Absolutely. I'll get him in on the show. But, um, you know, going back to then the pop side. Mm-hmm. And venturing out, would you have much rather have rapped? On well, this? no, I, I did a little rapping at the end. I, I, I did rapping on the second verse. Um, yeah, it was a little more. I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. When writing with Ryan, you know, he's he was already in a pop state of mind anyway, mm-hmm. and I was listening to a lot of pop at the moment. Okay, and so with me listening to all this pop and everything, then like with quarantine popping up out of everywhere and me taking it seriously, you know, you get lonely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get lonely. And I have a lot of chick friends too. That, that, that was, <laughs> that, that's really the kicker is that when you talk to enough women on just a regular human friendship level, yeah. you start hearing a lot of the similar stuff, a lot of the same stuff. And so that's really what fueled the entire song was just stories that women have told me that made them feel, you know, unwanted, less or than unsexy, less than appreciated, right? Uh, uh, ob- uh, objectified, you know, right. stuff like that. And and even when I when I went to um, do the video treatment, I went around asking all my lady friends, some of who are in the video. Yeah, I was like, all right, because so- there's like thirty different people in the video. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's it's but, like a um, new person every other. Uh, that, that's know, what I was clip. going for. Okay, that's what right. I was going for. I did not want the video to be about me at all. I, I was just like, had to be wait, there a little bit. she's not the same girl as the other one. <laughs> 
<laughs> that I'm I'm blessed with a lot of awesomely hot friends. Did you need name tags? No, no. I know all, I know all those women personally, with the exception of the girl in the beginning of the video. I, she came with my friend Amy, uh-huh. who was the girl on the washing machine. Okay. So yeah, so I didn't know her, but I got to know her that night. She was really cool. I think she's like a real estate agent, something oh, like wow, that. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, I, I that that was all me calling people I knew and being like, <laughs> hey, hey <laughs> with the exception of the girl in the hammock. She is actually a model from Nashville that the um, company that I did the video with, Misfits International, yeah. that's a friend of theirs. And they were like, uh, I think we don't have enough. <laughs> <laughs> At what point do you go, maybe too many? <laughs> I don't think and there wasn't enough. For, for that song, there wasn't enough. Yeah. You, you, I could have put 20 more and it would have been great. But. Do you feel like every song that you do now has to have a music uh, a video to it? I would like to if I could afford it. Like, right. Luckily, I could this time, and it was pretty sweet to do that. And the animation I did for the other video I have uh, for um, Good Morning, Good Evening, Good Night yeah. with uh, my friend Alma. But uh, if I can, yeah. But I, I don't think every song deserves one. Mm. You know, because sometimes you write stuff as filler. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes you write stuff like. It, 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 if you're going to go ahead and do a video for every song you do, you might as well just do a, a movie every time you do an album. <laughs> right. You know, which is something you can do, but which it's, it's been it, done. But that's money though. That's yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. So unless you got, you know, good connections. I was or, just about to say, unless you're my chemical romance, you're not pulling that off. Exactly. You know? And that's always wonderful stuff. Though. Or Coheed and Cambria. And right, yeah. right, right. Uh, Kanye West. Kanye West. You know. The, yeah. With the gospel album. Right? Yeah. You got to love it though. When, when it happens. That, and that's why I like when it, it's, it's few and far between not everybody does it mm-hmm. and when it does happen it you really take a lot of it you, you you take a lot of money you take a lot of time but you get this really cool outlook and this yeah. really cool like visual representation of everything you were thinking in your head yeah that ended up in your fingers and then next thing you know it's like visual oh wow now it's a whole whole nother level yeah whole nother level do you think it takes away or detracts from what the song might have meant what do you mean? Because essentially when you put a visual to it, I think mm-hmm. more people relate to it a different way. The song. No, I don't think it would take away anything. I think if anything, it would add mm. because at that point, you know, you have what you have in your mind right. and then. Cause I hate talking video. about like, what does this song mean? Right. You know? Because right, right. to me, it's really up to the listener. It is. It is. But, you know, you, you do have those songs that have specific meanings. Like Appreciate is very specific. It's very centered towards women. It's not something you could turn around and be like, you know, oh, this is about everybody. No, this is not about everybody. This right. is about appreciating women. This is about men appreciating women. Right. That's just what it is. That's why I, I wrote it from my perspective. Right. You know, could could it be rewritten to mean for somebody else? Absolutely. Sure. But you would have to rewrite the song. <laughs> you <laughs> know what I mean? luck. And so, like, and that's the thing. Like, you would have to change all the hymns to hers and all the, yeah. you know, all the hers and all that stuff. It'd be, it'd be weird. It's been done. Yeah. In, in other songs. Uh, but. And, and it was lame when it happened. Let's be yeah. real about it. Like. Yeah. We all remember, remember, um, no scrubs. Yes. And then remember, uh, what was it? Uh, the dude version the of dude it. Version. I forgot the dude version of it. Yeah. It, it sucked. Though. It did not have the same <laughs> luster. It was not good. It was like some <laughs> little rowdy dudes from like New Jersey. Just being like, yo, we all like that. 
It's not cool. No chickens. That's what it was called. No chickens. I remember oh, that. I, I didn't even remember that. That's what it was called. No chickens. The only, so the only uh, remake that kind of stuck <laughs> in my head is uh, Waterfalls. Don't go making phony calls. That's the one. Oh, my God. They had, a, they had a remake to that? Yeah. I missed that one. Yeah, it was it was back in the day. Anyway, uh, but that's, that's kind of where I was going with that was, you know, do you as an artist and, and Doja Cat was one of those. Mm-hmm. What do you do with your songs that you get tired of? Uh, nothing yet. Or do you, or, or are you to that point where you're like, you know, you're performing well, you a know, show and you're, and you're like, you know what? <laughs> I'll tell you what I did get tired of because anyone that's known me for a long time, I've been doing music probably about the last decade. Yeah. And, um, I used to make a lot of really angry music. Mm like a lot of very like venting type music yeah. and not venting the way like Negro terror was. Yeah. Cause that was that first of all, that was Omar's writing first of all. Mm-hmm. And second of all, that was more of a political vent on top of a personal vent. Mm-hmm. A lot of my stuff was just personal stuff that was happening in my life. And, and after a while, it just sounds like you're complaining. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Unless, unless you found your, your fan base in that kind of music to where you can do that. Yeah. You know, and even after a while, someone, you know, someone's going to look at you after a while of making music like that. If you've even started to become successful of it and go, are you still that sad? Yeah. Are you still that upset? Is every, is everything in your life still sucking? Like, why does your life still suck? Maybe you need to talk to somebody. <laughs> Boom. There you go. You yeah. say you took the words right out of my mouth. Maybe yeah. you need to go talk to somebody. Maybe you need to go get some help. Yeah. Maybe you need to, fi- maybe you need to figure out why this is all you can talk about. Right. And luckily quarantine happened. <laughs> <laughs> Quarantine yeah. happened and you get a lot of time to yourself, baby. You know, I mean, it wasn't all that. I mean, granted, the death and, and it was terrible, but yeah, like, like, shouts out to all the families that lost people. But, but I, mean, I lost weight and everything. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it wasn't all bad. I found a new niche in life, you know, and, and I think most people, most artists had, had a chance to kind of take a step back and mm-hmm. write, absolutely right. Maybe find a new headspace absolutely you know because you know i did the stuff with um i did the song with chinese connection did Mm -hmm. the honey song with them and that was really the first time um ironically another first i did with them (laughs) (laughs) but uh that was definitely the first time i took uh singing on a track any kind of seriously really and then people were people heard the song and was like Hey, man. All right, we hear you. Yeah. We heard you before, but now you tried, and now we know you can do it, so now we're not going to let you not do it. <laughs> All right. Well, now they got me. Damn. All right. You just painted yourself in a corner. Oh, completely. Completely. <laughs> Anyone that I had ever talked to about singing or doing any kind of like mainstream poppy sounding music or anything was immediately in my inbox. Like, dude, you've got to do it now. You've yeah. already done it. You've already popped it off. Like, all right, well, do you right. feel like, do you feel like now you are in a corner though? No. Okay. No, I, I did a three song EP. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I can still do whatever. I'm still doing whatever. Um, what I'm, is the new headspace for you? Is uh, it is it the singing? Is it more like the R and B? Is it more? It's it's more guitar driven. Because mm. um, you know, I still I, I like to remind people I'm still a guitarist. Yeah. And um, you know what's funny is is as a guitarist and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think we first met. Was it the throwback? Possibly. Possibly. 
And, the throwback with Devin Steele, yeah, on? yeah, possibly, and yeah. and you know we're all playing and stuff like that. I'm mm-hmm. I'm the band nerd, the one of the few band nerds up there. It's, right. it's like me and like maybe a horn player, you know. And uh, there's a full band at right. this throwback, and and to let everybody know who doesn't know, mm-hmm. it's like four DJs and a live band, and we're playing simultaneously. It's a lot of noise, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And you're very sweaty at the end of the night. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. If you, if you tried to look good that night, it was like, it's why did you do that? Why did you wear do that to shorts. yourself? Yeah, wear shorts. It's middle of December. Wear shorts. Wear shorts. Wear, wear nice, loose-fitting yeah. uh, T-shirts. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you're, you're a guitar player. And at heart, I think you are mm-hmm. a guitar player. And so it, it, now that's starting to take more center stage for you. Well, yeah, because um, I mean, more so center stage. Well, yeah, because, you know, I, I, I spent, um, you know, with the, well, it was like the last like four something years with Negro Terror just being a guitarist. And that's mm-hmm. all my position was. Yeah. I wasn't a lead singer. I wasn't a a, a drummer. I wasn't. A, I, all I had to focus on was playing guitar. So I had a lot of time to refine my skills and. Even um, in the middle of playing with Negro Terror, I ended up playing in an R&B cover band called Sense 5. Mm. And I did a lot of learning mm-hmm. just how to play um, genres I should have learned how to play a long time ago, honestly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because because I'm, I'm playing songs from my childhood that I love. You know, I'm playing Al Green and, yeah. you know, the classic Memphis hits and the classic R&B stuff. Sure. And, and you know, after playing a for so long. A lot harder than you remember they were playing. <laughs> no, here's the funny thing. A lot easier than I thought. Really? That was the messed up part. I started playing this stuff. Yeah. Um, superstitions. Stevie Wonder. Yeah. I, I had no idea how easy it was until yeah. I started. And and my homeboy, Ping, another great guitarist uh, up in Nashville, um, he helped me out a lot, too, because he, yeah. he plays on those cruise ships and he's played like downtown. Uh, what? Uh, what was it backbeat tours? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah so he man. used to play on those things. So he knows all those songs. Right. He's like, bro, I told you a long time ago, all you gotta do. It. And he, you know, he's showing me on video chat or, or he's sending me stuff and, yeah. you know, and I'm looking up stuff myself. And after a while it was like, Oh, this is all the stuff I missed over being mm-hmm. a, a goth punk, whatever the <laughs> hell I was kid in high school. Yeah. You know, the early two thousands, you yeah. remember those yeah, times. I mean, it was, it was a weird time. Yeah. It was a weird time. <laughs> it was a weird time. <laughs> We don't have to dive into that. Right. <laughs> but, uh, okay. Over video chat though, it, it, it's one of those things that's, did you think that in quarantine mm-hmm. you're sitting there having a, learning a new skill set Yeah, and, and, and don't take it as like you're learning guitar, but you're learning a new skill set on guitar through quarantine and through all this other stuff. Well, through quarantine, it's just a lot of practicing. Yeah. A lot of practice. That's all you got time to do. Do you feel like it was easier for you at that point? What, to write? Yeah, to write and to to hone craft and stuff like that because you don't have an audience because you're not for – people aren't barking down the door to, hey, where's all the new stuff, you know? Well, no, because no one was ever really barking down my door for solo new stuff. You know, they've been, mm-hmm. they've been waiting on other stuff. So um, for me, it was really just time to center myself, you know, and really just, you just have, have some fun or, anything or, or, you know, you didn't have to go out with the, the cover bands or anything. like. No, that. no, 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 no. I didn't have to do anything. Everything was, was, was pretty stale and I, you know, had time to be at home and, and, and sit down and, and, and just have fun learning, you know, some new stuff, some old stuff. Yeah. Just kind of refining my guitar skills and everything. And of course, while you do that, you're going to end up writing a few songs. Did, uh, at that point, you reach out to Ryan 
appeal. Uh, well, funny thing, me and Ryan had already been collabing. We, we've been collabing. Well, yeah, for but what a I'm saying is like when the quarantine hits, is the immediate phone call then, okay, we got to start writing. Something's good's got to come out of this. I don't. I don't think so. Honestly, I think it was just, we just kept on doing what we was already doing. (laughs) We just kept on with it. Then after, after honey, ironically, I guess was COVID, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. After we did, after we did honey, it was pretty much already in the making. And then COVID happened anyway. And it was just like, Oh, well now we have more of an excuse to not, you know, be at somebody's job or right. anything like that. And so it's like, well, between, you know, his home life and my home life, if his kids and wife are taken care of, and I don't have any kids or wife. So it's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm at the studio and the studio's down street from my house. So oh, nice. if the studio's right there, he's like, well, I'm already here. I'm going to be here for you know, the next eight hours. Yeah. Come through. Something's bound to happen. Sure. And so there's actually a lot more stuff got written than got released. So yeah, can, yeah. well, um, I guess we can go and dive right into um, one of those songs, a brighter side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and boy, this one is, is fun. Yeah. And, I'm yeah, and, gonna, and I wanted that. That's what I wanted it to be. Yeah. Here, here. Let's look to the brighter side of things. All I'm hoping ain't no more been on the brighter side of things. I've been smoking, got me looking on the brighter side of things. And when the high gone, I'm on the brighter side of things. Hey, let's look to the brighter side of things. All I'm hoping ain't no more been on the brighter side of things. I've been smoking, got me looking on the brighter side of things. And when the high gone, I'm on the brighter side of things. Hey, so it's very fun it is it's very uplifting yeah. i mean roll down the window god i hope it's a sunny day ride down the road just bump it that's exactly what i was going for and like i was telling you before i had made so much music that was here's my problems blah 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 yeah Be, feel bad for me blah 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 and it was just like you know what that's that's not the brighter side of things. You know, let's look on the <laughs> literally. That's what I said to myself. I was like, let's just look on the brighter side of things. And then, it's like things could be. You know, you start looking at what could be worse. Yeah. Um. There's actually a line in the song that's that's uh, extremely personal to me. When when I talk about um, I say cuz not getting out till 2024. I'm actually talking about a cousin of mine mm. that's been in jail for a long time. And I, yeah, out. he's he's getting out. He's getting out. And I, I got a chance to talk to him. Uh, not too long, right? Probably middle, about the middle of the quarantine, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, I got to talk to him. We we got back together. Uh, just you know, I just let him know. You know, he got something to come, something to come home to. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? That there's life here. And right, it's right. Be welcoming. And of. and I feel like everyone needed that instead yeah. of problems and everything. I've, you get. Some some people believe you get what you put out into the world. I believe that pretty much the exact same thing. Like, <laughs> you know, if you keep on putting out garbage, like eventually it's going to come back at you. Right. Even, even if the garbage sells. Yeah. Like, and if it doesn't, that means you definitely should stop doing it. But do you think that's why like the <laughs> punk rock culture, because you were a punk rocker, mm-hmm. I was one too, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it was sign of the times kind of thing, but do you think like the longevity of that music, that's why it's not working anymore. It, do it doesn't feel like it's working anymore. What do you mean? Punk music? Oh, it's completely changed. I don't, I don't, I don't know what you mean. So back in, we'll say late nineties, mm-hmm. early two thousands. Okay. Uh, you got bands coming out. <laughs> 
My Chemical Romance and those kind of bands. Right, right. And then 2014, a decade later, we'll say. Ah, uh, okay. I see what you they mean. They come out, you, you know, I see what you mean. Black Parade comes out, you know, before that. And then all of a sudden it's not that anymore, you know? Well, you know, what happened was producers took over. Mm. That the, the the producer took over, and producers are mainly careful because I'm going to have producers on. <laughs> I already know it. I already know it, and I, and and that's why I'll I'll I, I I'm very careful with who I call a producer, right? Because not all um not all beat makers are producers, mm. but the the let's just be honest and real about it. Um, everything. When you look at American pop culture and you look at American music mm-hmm. and what is hot, what's not, what and and the way that it's it's fluctuated since say the jazz age, right? Whatever black people is doing is what's hot in the story. Oh no, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like do you, like my definition of new metal is guys that were really in the metal that really enjoy gangster rap but couldn't figure out a way to get their homies to listen to it. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They couldn't yeah. figure out a way to get their homies to listen that to is, Dr. Is, Dre and Snoop Dogg. So they had to figure out. And, the, and then you throw it like if some people love to fight me on this. I'm like, Corey Taylor from Slipknot is probably one of the coldest rappers out of here. Yeah. Except for like his his, his solo stuff. is, yeah, right. But yeah, you, you but listen to the to way Slipknot he's. And, yeah. You listen to that old stuff and it's like he's spitting. Like he's not, you know. He's saying what he wants to, right. but the way he enunciates his words, the way he gets everything out, once you get the ear for it, you go, oh, he's going to hell it. off. Like the way he's, you know, do the triplets and everything. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's all there. Um, but it's, it's all about following what's hot and what was hot in the early two thousands. Personally, I believe was depression. Depression was mm-hmm. hot because mm-hmm. the nation was depressed. Yeah. The nation was that we had just got hit with 9-11 and everything mm-hmm. on top of, well, let's see, it was, it was Columbine first, then 9-11, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Were. So, so well, school middle, shootings was just a thing. Right, right. School know. shootings was a thing. So middle white America was sad. And, you know, if yeah. middle white America said, that means the rest of America got to be sad. <laughs> So middle white America starts making all this. You're telling that to a white guy. I know. You know what's up. (laughs) I know. what's up. Yeah. You know what's up. (laughs) You're not telling me anything. I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So off the top, it was like, that's what's going to happen. And then as you can see, what's um, evolved from that has been festival culture. Mm -hmm. And then festival culture, you know, that go, you can go and see anything at a festival. Sure. Then the whole EDM thing became why we like, love why we love festival exactly. Right. Then the EDM thing became like more of a thing. So mm-hmm. then now the EDM festival is the thing now. Mm-hmm. So now it moves a little bit further away from live band festivals. Like your uh, well, they went cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> there, <laughs> pay there one guy versus pay eight. <laughs> there you go. And so you get that, and it, it all leads up. But EDM, anything that has to do with any you know beat making, any of that, it all leads back to hip hop. Mm-hmm. It all leads back to jazz. True, you know so. So there you go. You know, it's it's, it's just cyclical, you know, it's just, Oh look, they're doing something new. Let's, let's jump on that. Let's jump on that too. Let's, let's make, let's make some money off of it. Yeah. Right. Because remember hip hop wasn't supposed to last. Right. And then all of a sudden now it's it's like, it's a thing you look at under, uh, not almost underground. I don't know why I almost said that unapologetic. Like Mm -hmm. these dudes are doing music for Jeep commercials. Yeah. Tylenol. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like right. these beats. Yeah. Like what, what people was doing on the on the 
lunchroom table. Yeah. They're getting paid from conglomerates, you yeah. know, big Pfizer and, you know, big name yeah. Chrysler, you know, like, whoa. It, <laughs> do you feel that though, because race and, and all that is now on the table. I think mm-hmm. a lot more now. I, oh, granted. I mean, sixties, we had a movement. Right? I, I can tell you right now, it's always been on the table. It just now got back on the table for white people. Hmm. That's a good point. That's, it's, it's always been fair. on the table for black people. No, All, that, it never has not been. And that's why some, some white people get confused yeah. and they go, what, 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 what why are they, why are they all of a sudden so mad? It's like, it's not all of a sudden we've been pissed. Yeah. But now, <laughs> but now I think it's more of a shared pissed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, where people Let, like me, yeah, younger, younger white people are not denying it as much. No. And, and more importantly, I think we're tired of it too. Yeah. You know, like I, I consider you just as much of, a person, you know what I mean? Right, like a right, friend. Right. And so when I see my friend getting hurt, it's something I got to do about it. Yeah. Well, that's not okay. Right. And so now we're, we're, I think, and I think most white people, my age are sitting there going, okay. Yeah. And uh, it's, this doesn't make any logical sense. Yeah. No, you it, know? <laughs> if this is stupid to me. It's gotta be stupid. Right. And, right. and it is. Um, so, but that being all on the table, do you feel like that'll shift? Like what'll shift the, that the quote unquote pop, you know, stealing from hip hop or, or, you know, what is culturally, uh, you know, a black thing, if you will, do you uh, think that'll shift or change at all? And, and here comes the part where I piss off all your listeners. No, that's um, okay. <laughs> you <laughs> American. And American pop stuff, it's, it's all built off of stealing from black people. You can't get away from the foundation of something like that. Mm. It can get better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But the foundation is still built on what it's built How on. How does it get better? It gets better by people uh, showing, first of all, showing honest love and, 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 and um, giving credit where it's due giving. Yeah, absolutely. Giving credit where it's due. And also just like understanding, you know, and, and, and this is said in the black community a lot, understanding which songs are not to be touched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and, yeah. and that's even within the black community. Cause I remember when, when uh, Beyonce did the, uh, the Frankie Beverly Amaze joint. Yeah. Right. I listened to that in the grocery store the other day and that was trash. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am a big Frankie Beverly Amaze fan. I was yeah. very upset. I was, I was almost insulted. Yeah. And it was funny cause the guy in the store with me, we was both looking at each other. We both just kind of shook our head to each other. Like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> that's true for for all music you know absolutely you know some songs you don't want to touch you can't i I feel like you know and and to me when when we started touching uh and and i got a little beside myself when uh ray came out uh yeah yeah and then they started making you know um uh, gold digger right yeah and i was like Oh, but that's not that song. That's not what that means. It's not at all, but you it's know? fun though. It's fun. But I was like, I don't know if I like this, you know, like, I don't know if it's nothing I, weird. Al hadn't done. N- yeah. It was just a step away from what weird. Al See, would I do. never liked weird. Al. I feel you. See, I was always a huge weird. Al fan. Yeah. I, I do it to my own. So I'll write a song. You can just ask a parody. It? I will write a song. And then as soon as we get done, they say like in my head, I'll just automatically start writing a parody to it. That's funny. It's, it makes no sense. <laughs> but I think, I think that's healthy because if, you know, you get a little backlash from a song, mm-hmm. you're like, whatever. I already, I've already made fun of it. Right. Oh, I make fun of all my songs. Yeah. Anything, anything I've written, I have to make fun of because some of the stuff, honestly, I'm like, did you really just do that? 
you just did it. Like when when I wrote the song with Alma, when we finally got done with everything, yeah, I was like, oh shit, I think I just wrote a really good song. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't supposed to happen, right? I mean, you, you, like, why don't you give yourself that? I, I, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm new. Yeah. I'm new to taking compliments again. So thank you, people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was just in the way it came out. It just reminded me of stuff I listened to when I was a kid, and I was like, mm. oh, so that's that's that feeling in the studio. And that's what it feels like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a little. It's always a little surreal when you listen to something that you heard in your head first mm-hmm. actually being played out of speakers. Yeah. That's it. It's almost like, but you know, doing you powers, it. you know, you know, doing it. So, you know, yeah. recording it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It, regardless, it's still, it's, it's still weird. It's like, mm. you know, you did it, you know, all the stuff you had to do, you know, there had to be mixing and mastering and all this other stuff done. But at the same time, you heard this in your head three months ago. Mm. You know what I mean? And now it's here. And now it's coming out of speakers, yeah. out of a computer. When someone like clicks on a button, that's it's cool. It's super cool. What do you want to be doing? What? Me? As far as musically, do you want to uh, be doing, you know, go back to those days where you were one of those rocker kids? Or do you do you feel like that part of you mm-hmm. is somewhat dead? Oh, God, no, that, that part will never be dead because I, I, I started playing guitar off of grunge music and stuff. So mm-hmm. I didn't start learning uh a lot of the more um well I didn't I didn't start really learning different genres outside of grunge and 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 uh goth rock and emo rock and stuff like that and mm-hmm. metal until I was my late twenties, you know? Yeah. So that, that's what, so that part is never going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't have the want to front anything like that at the moment. If anyone's looking for a guitarist, I'll do it. <laughs> but, um, because it's a fun, it's fun stuff it's to fun. play. It's yeah. like hardcore punk is so much fun to play yeah. because it's basic, but it's not right. It's not basic at all. But at the same time, once you get a hold of it, mm-hmm. just like anything, it's extremely fun. Like people, I used to love, love you know just i like playing across the stage i like big i love who wouldn't love big stages but right. like especially when you're playing in a band and you're not the front man yes you have all the room to yes you can do your thing you right. can really do your thing the front man has to be where he has to be mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but he now has, you are a front man exactly which is gonna be even more fun because now i get to write the show <laughs> <laughs> now now you get to write the script right and and with all the kind of different stuff that I've been wanting to do and stuff that I intend on doing, I performance is going to be f- fun. Yeah. First of all, it's good. Cause I, well, I, what's better. I, I don't think there is anything. Honestly, well, well, what's better is is if being the front man better or is it playing Ooh, the backups? That's that's a that's a tough one. Oh my god! Because um, there it's it's a double headed you know double blade sword here. I'd say it's. To those that are listening that aspire to be either one or the other, mm-hmm. it is definitely easier to be the background guy. Yeah. It is easier to be the guy that's like, all right, that's all I got to play. I'm just going to play this. All right, cool. cool. Because you know what you got to do. Right. And you know your limits, your limitations, you know your parameters where, you, you know, like. A, Stay you, in your lane and you're fine. Right, right. Like you, you can play with some people and they'll let you kind of go off a little bit. And, you know, and I think any good band leader would give you leeway to put your own stuff into it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're given a pretty 
bass. You're given the song already. You just got to do your thing. Right. Once you're the front man and the guy writing the songs on top of that, that's a, uh, that's a different thing because you know, it's, it's more responsibility, obviously. Yeah. And on top of that, does a little ego play, play into that then? Because oh, absolutely. you're, you're messing with my stuff. Hmm. You know, like this is inherently. Mine. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The ego's there. It has to be because it, you want your stuff to sound like the way you want it to sound. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that, that yet again, that brings back the difference between beat makers and producers. Mm-hmm. Cause a beat maker can just make a beat. Yeah. And it's just, they make the beat and that's just what a, a producer can make a whole album. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And not everything sound the same. Right. And they can bring stuff out of the artist that artists didn't know they could do, which is why I call Ryan Peel a producer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and why I call a lot of other people beat makers. Okay. I mean, it's fair. Oh, yeah. uh, do you feel that then when, when you're writing and stuff like that, mm-hmm. And and you have one of those beat makers, is it then? Oh boy, I need to get rid of this person. No, not at all, not at all. Because because beats are, I I love beat. I, I dabble every once in a while in making beats. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's fun and depending. I mean, I on do it. The, and I sell it. And sell right, right. <laughs> it gives me some bread. Right. I don't care about the the track though. Right. Once I sell it. And 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 it's. It's fun because usually when I'm thinking about a track or I'm just like messing around making a beat, I'm thinking performance. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, that's, that's, that's cool. What it's going to look like because as, as a performer, as someone that's definitely trying to be out here, not only, um, you know, singing, but rapping, playing Mm. guitar and everything, you, you become your own, like, music director essentially. And so you kind of have to put your stuff into a certain formula to where you'll be able to perform that whole set without looking weird in between songs or, you know, you want, cause a lot of people look at starting off doing something new, like, okay, I have leeway to look like I'm don't know what I'm doing. Right. And it's like, but why? Yeah. But why? I, I learned that from Omar, um, from from Negro Terror and everything. He had us practicing for a year before we ever stepped on stage. So yeah. in my head, it's like, all right, you make sure you have the show ready first, and then you do the show. You know, it's funny. Uh, it, when I was in the band, you know, in a band and, and everything, we mm-hmm. we did that too. Yeah. We literally practiced what we were going to say in between the songs. You know, now that we didn't do. I'll say that we didn't do that. We, but I do that. Yeah, I, I definitely do that because because it, it becomes. Do you one, still practice in front of a mirror? Uh, no, but I do. I I practice standing up. Yes, I practice standing up. You know, I, I, I practice walking too. Uh, a weird thing that I still do mm-hmm. is, uh, and I do this for radio too, and I always I've always done this. What you wear when you practice mm-hmm. should be what you wear in the performance because then you're not worried about fidgeting. Uh, this is something like I always did. Makes and, sense. And so I, I've I've been able to dumb that down uh, to my shoes. Okay. So I wear the shoes same, are important. Shoes it, are important oh, on stage. Vital. Vital. Super vital. So I wear the shoes that I'm going to wear producing mm-hmm. as I would wear like doing the thing. Makes sense. You know what I mean? Makes so sense. that way my feet are comfy and I have a home base. I have a, a ground to stand on. I feel you on you that one. I mean? that, that's a very, that's, I, didn't, I never thought of that one. That's a good one. But yeah, I, I, I mean, when I was doing like juries and stuff like that, you know, I was mm-hmm. a music education major. So right. like we'd have to play and stuff. Well, I would wear my clothes that I was going to do that in front of judges and, you know, people, 
I would wear that because I, I didn't want to be fidgety. Right, right. You know, right. and then that translated to when I was in the band, when we were performing and stuff, I would mm-hmm. wear shirts and they were like, why, why are you only wearing the shirt? Because I don't want to be fidgety. Yeah. I, I, performance know? attire is important. Yeah. You definitely. Well, depending on, depending on what you're trying to portray, because, you know, if you're, tra- if you're not trying to portray a person of a certain star quality, mm-hmm. then you can kind of go up there and do your thing. You know what I mean? But you think fashion's important? Absolutely. You Absolutely. I, I believe aesthetics are very important because it can either draw people out. It can either draw people in or, or make people not mm. want to be around you or not, or not even not want to be around you. They just won't look at you. Hmm. They'll look over you. And look towards the the more peacocky month over uh, there. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Instead of, you know, and, and sometimes it literally can be the difference of just ironing your shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. honestly, like just you ironing your stuff. Together don't and- wear the stuff that's fading. Yeah, don't wear the stuff that's got the bleach stains on. it. If it has the bleach stains on it, make it look fresh. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, maybe right. if it's all down the side and everything, like, figure it out. It make like it, make it look like you, right? You know? Yeah. But don't. You know, and, and and I and and I'm I'm really up on that. I'm, I'm I think that's very important when you're performing mm-hmm. and when you're going to really anything. It's the same way, like getting a job. Like, if you consider yourself a musician and that's your job, mm-hmm. then when you go to perform, you shouldn't be out there nasty. You should be out there looking presentable. You, you, know? you, you always heard the thing, dress for the job you want. Absolutely. Well, I think it's dress for the title you want. Hmm. You know, it makes sense. Yeah. So if you're a musician, right. And yeah. you want to stay underground or whatever, well, you're going to look that way. Very much so. You know, but if you. But at the, at the same time, though, there's a lot of underground people that look like they got bucks. Grammys and stuff. And it's yeah. like, you have spent your money on the wrong stuff. <laughs> True. Because most of them True. got garbage uh, mixes. Yeah. Gar- like the music will be fine. Mix will be garbage. Yeah. No mastering. Mm-hmm. But they got a hundred CDs. But going back to that's going back to uh, finding a beat maker yep. versus finding a producer and and learning how to actually uh, put together a professional release. Mm. That's a big thing, you know, and, and that's something I, I learned over quarantine. Yeah. And well, I ain't going to say over quarantine. I, I knew I had a good idea on how to do it before, but this was definitely my first time hands on doing it. Mm-hmm. Like this was all right. This is all me. I have control over all this. I got to make sure I got these people's information. Right. I get these. So everybody gets paid the right way and we get our splits the right way. And nah, nah, nah. Instead of every because like a lot of what I've seen a lot of hip hop artists do especially a lot of coming up ones they'll do a lot of things where they'll like they have these charges for the features mm-hmm. and you know if you're popular enough you can make a lot of money on that yeah because if everybody wants you on their song and everybody's got a hundred dollars and you charge it a hundred dollars there you go there's your money you know but at the same time I think that kind of lessens your stock mm to a degree because like you're not doing your own stuff instead you're too busy doing everybody else's well not even that you're you're, you're collaborating with people just because they're paying you. you're not collaborating oh. with people often organic like oh I, I dig your stuff oh okay I dig your stuff too let's make something work because like with um with with a lot of different artists you know there's a lot of uh the, the, I think I think some of the best music comes from when people understand like okay we work really well together mm-hmm. we should make some stuff together and then money becomes less of an issue mm-hmm. and the 
understanding of the business becomes more prevalent. So now you got to know what you have earned as far as your writing, as far as your, you know, royalties for that, as far as what you get out of the song altogether, if it does go somewhere. And I feel like uh, one person that came to mind, one artist, big artist that came to mind with that was Ed Sheeran. Really? Okay. And and the reason why I say that is because I feel like that might've been true on his mixtape, a uh, little album or whatever. I don't, I don't know anything about him besides a couple of good songs. Yeah, he's he, you know this redheaded kid. Who yeah, looks like Ron hell. Weasley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, seeing him play live was remarkable. I heard he's off the chain. Uh, it's just him. Yeah, and a microphone and a guitar pedal, and you're like, this should not happen. But anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, and and then you know he releases this whole album with collab after collab after collab and really nice people. Yeah. It just hits. It just hit after hit banger after banger. Uh, but it did sound like a relationship there. Yeah. And, and that's important. I think at the end of the day, I I imagine he probably sat there, realized he could do that album and was like, I I get to pick who I want on this album. (laughs) And he's like, I guarantee he's fans of everyone he had on that album. Yeah. Do you feel like, you can get to that point or more importantly, you should be at that point regardless to turn people away, to Who, turn me? people down just in general. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Oh. I do. all. I mean, I ain't gonna say all the time. I'm not that kind of person, but if I'm not feeling it, I don't mess with it. Yeah. Honestly, like it, I, is that hard to do? No, to turn it down. Not at all because no one's all, well, I'm not gonna say no one. Most, uh, I hate to say this, man. Oh my God. I hate to say this. <laughs> I'm going to put you in the spot. <laughs> I, I, I don't care, though, because it, it has to be said. A lot of people, especially in the wonderful town of Memphis, want a lot of stuff for free. They're not even offering yeah. any money. Yeah. So it's a lot easier to turn somebody down when they're talking about. If there's enough money know, involved, would you would you feel like even. Yeah, though I'm a musician. It? I got to get this dough out here, man. Yeah. And like you throw the right amount of me. We can make something happen. Yeah. We I'll can learn make to like it. <laughs> I mean, unless it's just absolute garbage. I mean, if it's just, if I just am not feeling it completely, utterly, like, I just do not like this. Going back to those guys who maybe spent too much on the look. Exactly. Like, if if someone wanted me to do, like, a gangster rap song, right? (laughs) Yeah. I'm not a gangster. I laugh. I laugh because that's inherently not you. Right. I'm not gangster. Can I be aggressive? Absolutely. Can I be dangerous? Absolutely. Can I be gangster? No. Yeah, it's not in me. Plus, I know the code of the street. And I know how them dudes get down out there. That's not something I'm going to go out there and claim to be because yeah. there's stuff that comes behind that. Yeah. You know, there's repercussions, not even repercussions. It's just all of a sudden now you have to live up to a certain standard. Mm. And once you have to live up to that standard and you don't because you're not a part of that lifestyle, that then the repercussions come. Mm-hmm. But it's the at first it's the standard. Yeah. Because depending on who you are, they may let you get away with it. They may just charge you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Depending on what you're saying and what you're claiming out here to be. Mm-hmm. So now would I do work with a gangster rapper? Absolutely. I'm working on one right now. Mm-hmm. I'm working I'm working with a trap rapper right now. But at that's the, cool. Oh yeah, because I like trap music. Does I it, like it. Does uh you know, working outside of I'm I hate to say comfort level, but mm-hmm. comfort zone. But does that then open up a new like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Much like when you were learning, you know, oh, wow, superstition is not that hard. No, because I, I, I come from that anyway. Like when I started, the reason I started even rapping was because I 
all I saw was like guys doing number like gun and drug bars. Mm -hmm. And then like these, like some of these like more weirdo guys that really wasn't even rapping. Mm -hmm. That was more singing than anything. And I was like, I could dust all these people in battles. (laughs) I was like, I could make all these people cry. Like I could, because I I always. Who's your favorite rapper then? Oh God, my I mm, that's a hard one. Um, oh my God, my favorite rapper. Because when uh, I say that, I, I I'd probably be the same way. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, I you go to certain one. stuff, and you just like I could. I know make, what I don't like. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely know what I don't like. You know, I'm not a fan of mumble rap, and and I know I, I why not in a couple of weeks ago, and you know, and he's like, you know, it has its place. Yeah, it does. Um, and, and I get that now I, I, he educated me and, and I mm-hmm. understand its place. Uh, however, <laughs> I feel like there's too many other talented rap, actual rappers spitting just absolute poetry yeah. and you can find them. They're out there. Yeah. That's the wonderful part about the internet. Like th- that's what I love about people. People always go, well, there's too much of this and not enough. It's like, shut up. Just go find it. <laughs> It's called Google, Google it. Like, there you go. <laughs> Google it. That's it's just, right there. If you want to go find nothing but lyrical female rappers from the West Coast that specifically are from the state of California, you can go look that up and there's yeah. a list of them. Yeah. And they're all cold. Right. So it's like, yeah. People do, I, I think people are lazy and they want to be fed what they want. Mm-hmm. And it's like, look, going back it, to the pop culture thing. You very know, much stealing, so. You know. and, and, and I look at it like, you know, mothers and kids, it's like, all right, well, here's what I got. <laughs> this is, this is what I made. This is dinner. And this is what you eat. This ain't no restaurant. Either it's that or you don't eat. <laughs> right. Or you get your lazy ass up and you cook something yourself. I'm not going to lie. I have used that line. <laughs> there you go. You know what's up. You know what's up. This ain't no damn restaurant. Right. Ain't no restaurant. This is what I made. This is what you eaten. Yeah. You know, and it's like people, there's a whole, you, you literally are, you're at your fingertips. You can find everything you want, every genre you want, every language you want, yeah. every socioeconomic topic. Yeah. Like you can, like, have you seen these, these, um, right wing rappers they got in Canada? Oh, please no. Oh my God. I'm scared to look it up because I'm nuts. afraid what my, uh, Oh, I'll send it to you. Okay. I'll thanks. send it to you. <laughs> I actually did a Rico's rants about one of them the other day. Oh, you know, uh, maybe he's a goofy looking white dude with all the tattoos on his face. Oh yeah. And stuff. I skipped that one. Cause it scared me. Uh, yeah, it should. <laughs> it should. <laughs> Like the and, and what's killing me is that that's the one thing that I've started doing now mm-hmm. is like when I'm like eh, that makes me really uncomfortable because uh, I don't like that so I I've learned how to skip that over. See, I'm still learning, but you know what helped me learn? Well, a 30 day ban on Facebook. <laughs> A 30 day ban on Facebook was so good for my mental, I swear to God. Really? Man. It was because I couldn't be on it anymore and I got pissed off and I was like, man, is man, I'm just, I deleted it off my phone and everything. I yeah. just like, kept the messenger and I, I've kept it off my phone. Like it is so much easier to just yell into the void of Twitter yeah, and yell into the void of Instagram than to yell into the void of Facebook. I feel like nobody cares. No one cares. You know who who cared about one of my tweets that was famous and I got really excited about it the other day? Ice-T. 
Oh, that's a good one, dude. Yeah, I, I was talking about DMX Holy um, when, he, when he died, and I was talking about the need to talk about um, addiction and, yeah. uh, and addiction therapy and addiction in the black community and in the hip-hop community because we've lost so many people to addiction dude, lately. Dude, 50. Come on. Makes no sense. And so the I called out like a whole bunch of like my favorite like icon rappers like Snoop and mm-hmm. Ice-T and uh, uh, I, I called out business dude Steve Stout and uh, 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 what's his man, what's my man from Def Jam? Um, his name I'm drawing a blank and I feel horrible now. I'm probably just lost all my credibility in New York. <laughs> Russell Simmons. Russell Simmons. Okay. Yeah, I hit up everybody. I'm just like, yo, we, somebody need to start talking about that. I'm like, we don't have to do it right now because I know we all hurting right now. Right. But we need to start talking about this eventually. And the only person to even think about liking anything, Ice T. See, Ice T to me is a dude. Super dude. You know what I mean? The man. I feel like if he was in here, just dude. Yeah. You know? Super cool. Let's go. Let's After this, let's go to the bar. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like that kind of guy. Right. You know? I mean, granted, it's quarantine and whatever. But you you know what I mean? We're vaccinated. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Listen, this has been fun. Yes. All right. And and I keep staring at the MLS hat, which makes me really excited because I'm a soccer. Ah. But, um... We got to take a break. All right. When we come back, I want to do, and this is what else I'm excited about to talk to you about, is this eclectic top five that you got going on. I made sure I made sure I did. This I made Rico, sure I did. This Rico top five uh, coming up. Also, uh, what you've got coming up outside of quarantine, because yes, life is still going to continue. Life Absolutely. has found a way. Um, so we're going to talk about what you got coming out and all the new stuff and everything like that. And then, uh, yeah, so we'll wrap it all up coming up. Uh, after this, hang on. Reverberations heard around the world. This is Memphis Reverb. From pitch to the center circle studio, Tim Van Horn goes studs up into the soccer world where no one is safe. Check out the latest episodes at my3subspodcast.com and on the iHeartRadio app. This is the Memphis Reverb. I'm excited about this top five for a number of reasons, uh, <laughs> mainly because uh, when I get these lists from you guys, and it's always like a couple days before or yeah. whatever, and, and I'm like, all right, that, that makes sense. Uh, this one doesn't make sense, and and I'm 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 really excited about this, and it, sh- and it shouldn't. <laughs> Here we go, the Rico top five. We're counting them down. Down. Yeah, this one's completely random. Uh, let's start it out with uh, brand new music. Yeah. In at number five, Il Nino, <laughs> All or Nothing. This is, of course, featuring uh, Sonny Sandoval, a P.O.D. Hey, hey. Dems. Yeah, they, uh, he's back. Uh, that's number five. Number four, uh, to completely flip the script, uh-huh. Harry Styles. Oh, yeah, that's my jam right Adore there. Adore you. Yeah. Like, 
front to back. It is. Front to back. That's a great album. And Harry Styles can sing. Yes. You know? Yes, he can. It's fun. Uh, speaking of, uh, uh, so I guess flipping the script again, we got a money bag, yo. Yeah. Time today. Yeah. You know who did it? Got it by the hit, bitch. I don't like niggas, I don't like bitches, I don't like nobody. Nobody, nobody. nobody. We can get gangster, we can keep it cordial. How you wanna go back? How you wanna do it? I don't backtrack, man. Like, uh, fuck I that. Man. I don't miss nobody. I don't miss Left it on scene, I ain't right back. I don't trust nobody. I just looked at my wrist, I got time today. Fuck it, I'm crossing the line today. Lines of crime be lining your face. Look at the nuts, gotta know how they play. If the money went straight, you won't be here today. Ain't a main show, know what to say. You ain't me, so it's It's so Memphis. It's so Memphis. So Memphis, and it feels Good. I love it. Um, I love seeing people that I definitely saw like doing like stuff in Memphis. Yeah. Then get like bigger, bigger, bigger. Huge, yeah. I love seeing it. I love yeah. him, Duke, Deuce, all of them. Yeah. It's about time. Yeah. We like I'm, you keep on hearing, you know, oh, all the hot, all the hot uh, rappers coming out of Memphis. And now you see it. It's like, oh, OK, finally. Finally. Yeah. yeah it's about time. Uh, all right. Flip the script back. Yes, Going, I guess, back to uh, a little bit of old school. Oh, yeah. For you. What did I put? My Chemical Romance. Oh, yeah. Famous last words. I love uh, doing covers of My Chemical Romance. Oh, yeah. Um, them and uh, who was the other one? Uh, Pete Wentz was in the band. Uh, my, uh, uh, Fall Out Boy. Fall Out Boy. Yeah. You know, they were, they were fun. Oh, yeah. You know. Uh, anyway. <laughs> what, did I, what did I put at number one? <laughs> number one is Memphis Connection again. Okay. All right. With uh, The Weeknd. Heartless. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. With Kanye's heart. Right, 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 right. Never need a bitch, I'm what a bitch needs. Trying to find the one that can fix me. I've been dodging death in the 60s. Oh, yeah. Better me, got my feet feeling sick. I like it. Yeah. It was amazing. I think he put to bed. He was nervous as hell. Oh God! At yeah. that Grammys. Performance. Oh God! Yeah. Uh, but what came out of that performance was he's a studio musician. Well, you know that's what people thought. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he can sound hella like I mean he's the I mean second coming of Michael as we heard you know and and all that other stuff you know it's it's a it's a word to say it, <laughs> I think people were trying to put him in a box they to, are to They're, go back to our to be beginning discussion but they you know you had to give him a title you know give him a title right, right. that's how we oh function. he's high pitched and he and he's yeah yeah that, it, man look know. that man's a performing mother yeah <laughs> Like can you, we just you call don't him good? Know. That's what he is. <laughs> it's just what he is. He's just good, He's and the songs are good. Yeah, it's just uh. Yeah. There you go. I love the '80s retro feel that he. he I can't out. lie. When I, what's the other song? Uh, Blinded. Yes. Comes on. I should never be in a car when that song comes on. Yeah. Because I immediately, I'm just like, well, going 90. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting pulled over. It's going down today. <laughs> Do you know how fast we were going? Absolutely not. That was the last thing on my mind. Sir, I was blinded by the light. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you have to understand.
understand. I was revved up like a deuce, sir. I was revved up like a deuce. Uh, what What's new for, for Rico in 2021? Uh, getting back to performing. Yeah. Trying to get back to performing, putting together a nice little little uh, eclectic set. Mm. You know, something to put out there. Or, you know, just just getting back out there now that I'm vaccinated and, yeah. you know, stuff's starting to look a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little bit more comfortable going out in public. Yes. <laughs> and it looks like people are kind of starting to not, kind of, they're, they're not, never mind, let me stop and say yeah, that. But, you know, I'm vaccinated, so, you know, yeah. Do boom. you think, uh, <laughs> do you think now that you're you're looking at playing and stuff like that, do you think you'll be playing in a mask? Not a, no, playing in a mask? No. No, you get, I'm going to muffle your voice. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm going to have my own microphone. Yeah, I am gonna have my own microphone. That's oh, for that's sure. A, that's a really good. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I never thought about it. I, I and I was just telling uh, my buddy up in Minnesota this. I was like, dude, every if you consider yourself a singer yeah. or a frontman or something like that, you should have your own microphone. You know, I, I wish we would have thought about that way back in the day because I I can't tell you how many events that I emceed where the microphone smells like a beer and you're like. And literally the only reason I have my own microphone is because I wanted one of those old timey microphones. So I mm-hmm. went and bought a Shure Super, uh, like, what is it? Super two, 200. So you can hold it. Right. So I can hold it like that. But of course that led to me just realizing like every time I go somewhere, if I don't want to use the house mic, I don't have to. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's probably something that people should do. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure somebody thinks that's it's a, smart a really idea. good idea. No, that, I think it's a great idea. And, and I mean, you know, that's a hundred, two hundred bucks towards your, you know, that's your instrument. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If you're, especially if you're, if you're just the singer, yeah, that's all you do, or you're just the rapper. You know, mm-hmm. I always like, I enjoy custom stuff. Yeah. So when I see somebody, like I would see uh, one of my favorite rappers, since you were asking me earlier, uh, Snoop. Mm-hmm. You know, he used to always have like the custom, yeah. like mic hold it, and I was like, that's the coolest thing in the world. Like yep. nobody else. Can have that, or I'm um, a man um, from Corn. Oh yeah, you know that that mic stand that's like the Grim Reaper or whatever yeah. is like that is ill, and nobody well, else he can had do the, that. He had the angel, yeah, yeah, and then he yeah, went to the scythe, and it was regardless, nobody else can can step on that. They may they may be able to get the mic that's on the mic stand, yeah, Jonathan, but they can't get that mic stand though, right? And if they do, it's gonna be copying him. True, touche. Like you know, how most people buy like black mic stands. Yeah, I bought a white one. <laughs> Just because it was, just because it was, it was, it was available. It was fun. It was available. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you for coming in, man. No this problem. This has been man. fun. Uh, Rico the Ackerman uh, a- acronym. That's acronym with a K. Yes. That's the with an A, not with an E. The T H A. There you go. Um, and you can look them up on social medias. Everything uh, that we talked about, the new music and everything like that, is all in the description. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, social feeds are all in the description below. Uh, this has been fun. Thanks for coming in. Man, no problem, man. We'll have to do it again sometime. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> don't be a stranger. Uh, coming up next on the show, we take things a little international, but still, of course, has the Memphis tie. We go right on, right uh, still metal. So uh, we go with uh, Kazuo. Right on. Oswald Hoda is coming in and talking about new music and and how metal has shaped her life. Uh, So, yeah, that's all next week on the show. This has been the Memphis Reverb. Peace and love. Peace. The Memphis Reverb Podcast, hosted by Brody Scott, recorded, produced, and edited by Brody Scott. Like and follow us on your favorite social media at Memphis Reverb. If you'd like to be featured on the show, just email us at memphisreverb at gmail.com. Find more episodes by searching Memphis Reverb. This is a Brody Scott production.
Adieu, Dai.